0: From COK Studios in Mary Louise Kelly's camper, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: On today's show, we'll consider the triumphant return of Public Radio's finest parody podcast and what we've been doing since our last episode in the fall of 2021.
1: We'll also consider an interview with Harry, the Duke of Sussex, in our Considerations series with Terry Gross.
0: And we'll consider that the bitch is back. Stay with us.
2: Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Trenday, a locally sourced organic artisanal gastropub that only serves the newest, trendiest foods. Come join us for brunch and our gluten-free jackfruit octopus empanadas with a salty sour beer that tastes like dishwater. And Scrodal Recall, a men's outpatient family planning clinic. Scrotal Recall. We're making a vast difference.
0: This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: The top story on this episode is that Consider Our Knowledge is back after almost a year and a half away. We're excited to be back, aren't we, Dinah?
1: Indeed we are, Connor. While we continued to file stories for ConsiderOurKnowledge.com, there is something special about being on air. I was getting tired of talking into a microphone that wasn't turned on or plugged in, It's nice to know that someone is listening to this.
0: Agreed. While it was nice to have a break to work on my scrimshaw and get caught up on Criminal Minds, I really miss the podcast. I bet that our half a dozen listeners are ready for us to be back.
1: Half a dozen or a baker's dozen?
0: Well, which one is less? I can never remember. Half a dozen. That one. Regardless, my mom is happy that we're back.
1: Mine too. Given that we've been away since September of 2021, we thought it would be a good idea to spend our first segment back reintroducing our listeners to the COK team, a.k.a. the best-looking news team in public radio. Here now is our Get to Know You segment we're calling Consider Who We Are, again!
3: Hi everyone, I'm Trevin Motley. I'm the COK team's best and brightest star. I was born and raised in the O.C. with my four brothers, Tate, Tony, Todd, and Troy, The Motley Crew had a great childhood and spent summers in Cape Affluence, sailing and posing for Abercrombie catalogs. I attended an all-boys private school where I excelled in drama and also did a bit of theater. I starred in all the productions during high school, including my favorite, Gypsy, in which I played Rose, to rave reviews. My journey to being COK's LGBT correspondent began when I was asked by a friend, Gorgeous LaForge, to tell the story of how I came out to my family on the top podcast, Rainbow Connection. Once I shared my amazing, heartwarming story, I was compelled to devote myself to the LGBT cause, and I started working for various gay rights groups, including Equality Now and the Share Fan Club. I promise to actually file my stories on time now that we're back. Probably. It'll be close. I'll get them there that day.
4: Hello, all. I am Consider Your Health reporter Alex Truman. I was a sickly and tentative child who spent my early years in a plastic room constructed by my parents to keep me safe from germs. When doctors finally determined that I could indeed emerge from my bubble, I waited another two years just to be on the safe side. I was able to overcome my asthma, nut, cheese, poultry and sunlight allergies, rosacea, planter's wort, and sensitive fingernails and inverted kneecaps to become my high school's valedictorian. While I was in college studying public health, I started a blog called Wellness? Ha! Where I posted thoughts and information about all of my many ailments and health concerns. That blog was voted the number one health website in hypochondriac monthly three years in a row. It was my great joy to be hired as COK's health expert Because a career in television would not have been possible. Because the bright studio lights give me a terrible sunburn.
5: Cordell Nutbrock here. I have the great honor to be a senior correspondent and sometime co-host of Consider Our Knowledge. I am from North Piddle in England, where my parents, Reg and Midge, were the hosts of the popular radio program, Veterinary Chat. It was watching my parents talk about inseminating horses and worming dogs that gave me the desire to have a career in radio, and I decided to study journalism at university. I graduated from Cambridge with firsts in audiogravitas and thoughtful nodding. Before I came to the States, I began my career at the BBC in London as the comma boy in the news script department. I then moved up to editor of the 1 to 2 a.m. news on BBC 9. When my colleague Terence Naismith was injured in a polo accident, I took over as the lead anchor on BBC Radio's News Minute. It was all the work I did cramming the day's news into a single 60-second bite that drew the attention of Consider Our Knowledge's host, Connor Bentley. I jumped at the chance to move to the States for tax reasons and to become COK's international correspondent.
2: Hello, I'm Senior Reporter Mara Margolis. I have been lucky enough to be both a reporter for Considerable Knowledge and co host of the award winning syndicated morning talk show Breakfast Banter with Yasmeen Bleeth, Wanda Sykes, Mary Lou Henna, and Lamp chop. Before I was one of the insufferable talking heads on Breakfast Banter, I made a career out of my no-nonsense style of whisk-taking reporting, going into random locations all over the world to interview revolutionaries, rock stars, and wascals. Some say that I stole much of my persona and skills from the late, great Barbara Walters. Rest in peace. But that is simply not true. I have looked to many great reporters like Bobwa, Diane Sawyer, Jane Polly, and Katie Coick for inspiration and friendship. Without their example, I would not be where I am today. I look forward to many more years as a quack correspondent for C.O.K. and Breakfast Banter.
4: Hey, I'm Melissa Reynolds, your favorite popular teenage girl and C.O.K.'s international gossip reporter. I'm the dank daughter of Clark and Betsy Reynolds, who both taught international relations at local colleges. I could recite all the members of the UN Security Council by the age of two. In addition to my love of international politics, I'm also way popular. Hashtag humblebrag. I make friends soups easy because of my unique style and love of hot tea. When I was six, I was the secretary general of my school's Model UN. I beat out several older kids, including the grandson of former Vice President Al Gore. Seriously, that kid is so thirsty. When Consider Our Knowledge was looking for an international affairs correspondent, they were told that the person who knew the most about what was going on in the world was a 16-year-old girl boss. Me. With all my years of travel abroad and my massive TikTok following, I was connected to the international community in a way that made me an instant success as a reporter for COK. I'm gonna be president of the United States or an international fashion influencer when I grow up. Hi, I'm
1: Dinah Jones-Mallow. Like many public radio nerds turned hosts, I spent my early years watching PBS television and listening to NPR from the backseat of the family Subaru. I feel like I was destined to be involved in public radio when, as a seven-year-old, I asked to have my hair cut like Terry Gross. While I eventually outgrew my Terry cut, I never outgrew my love of public radio. I majored in broadcast journalism at the University of Chicago and minored in microphone management. My first job out of school was as coffee girl on the short-lived NPR show about the ocean, all prawns considered. I continued to move up at NPR and served for five years as a producer on the news quiz show Stop Stop, It's a Headline, but I yearned to be in front of the microphone. I was a finalist for a job as a senior on-air reporter, but I was told my name wasn't interesting enough to be an NPR correspondent, despite my hyphen. To this day, I hold a grudge against NPR's international reporter, Ophabia Quist-Arcton. Because of my long public radio pedigree, I was hired as a senior reporter on Consider Our Knowledge shortly after the show's inception in 2013, and was promoted to co-host 10 months later. Cordell still has never forgiven me for that. When I'm not working on the show, I enjoy mellow evenings with friends and adding to my massive tote bag and mug collections.
0: Finally, I'm Connor Bentley, co-host, executive producer, and creator of COK. Ten years ago, I set out to make this show with nothing more than a microphone and a dream of getting insanely, disgustingly rich. Sadly, nobody told me there wasn't any money in podcasts that are like NPR but aren't. Quickly, when it became obvious there wasn't a fortune on the horizon, I found a small shred of journalistic integrity and decided to do C.O.K. not for profit, but for the love of getting to the bottom of great stories. So many great stories. Like the guy who did the thing. Or the singer who won an award despite the bad stuff that happened to her. Or the president. You remember him? The one with the hat? Man, what a bunch of great stories we've told. I bet we told at least a hundred. It almost makes you forget about all the money we haven't made over the past 10 years. We hope you enjoy the return of COK and the best-looking news team in public radio.
1: We apologize to our intern, Ryan. We forgot to tell about this piece reintroducing the team. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now it's time for a new segment we're calling Around the Dial, where we check in on other public radio shows and top podcasts.
1: Today, we'll hear some clips from the true crime podcast, Dial B for Basic, and the new installment of the radio dramatization of the Red Sunset Saga from our own book expert, Lynn Ruffle, The Gravedigger's Passion.
4: Enjoy! Welcome back to Dial B for Basic, a white girl murder show.
6: I'm Joan Jarmel. And I'm Virginia Huffnagel. Today, we're continuing part three of our discussion of the Payless Pervert. I miss Payless. They always had my size. I know, me too. Aww. I loved walking up and down the aisles with my mom. So anyway, back in 1995 in Glendale, 12-year-old Jenny Hamilton was looking for the perfect jelly shoes. Do you remember jelly shoes? Oh
4: my God, I wanted to wear them, but my mom would only let me get them if I wore you know, socks underneath because of the blisters.
6: Oh, my God. My dad called them my smellies because they always made my feet smell bad.
4: That's so cruel.
6: (laughs) So, anyway, Jenny is there looking for the perfect jellies, okay? So, Jenny's mom got distracted looking at some discount red suede pumps, and Jenny looked around for the jellies when a dark shadow appeared at the end of the aisle. (gasps) Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. is super creepy oh shit so there at the end of the row was a dark figure in a soiled trench coat oh, like this is already getting creepier I don't like that. he flashed her and underneath the trench coat he was wearing nothing but one of those weird little shriveled up hygiene socks oh, you know
4: god i hated those they things. came
6: out of the kleenex box it
4: was like not a not sock
6: right except like it looked like the end of Somebody had cut off like some nylons, and yeah. then you had to put it on with your shoes.
4: My brother would put them on his head. <laughs> like, well, fucked up yarmulke. This guy had
6: it on his private parts, oh, which is oh, god, disgusting. No. So, it's the pay less pervert. Oh look, little Richard is doing something really cute. Mm-hmm. Sorry, hang on.
4: Little Richard, rare. <laughs>
1: we now return to the fantastic world of the red sunset saga with part two of the gravedigger's passion i'm your host and author lynn ruffle when we last left lydia she was in the crypt with horatio the gravedigger and hans the rough yet tender werewolf who has dark yet sexy intentions
5: Hans, Horatio, don't fight, I am a simple yet sexually experienced milkmaid slash vampire hunter who has feelings for both of you.
3: This wolf man wants you dead, he's only interested in you for your body.
0: Don't listen to him, Lydia, if you trust nothing else, trust my sweaty abs and this bulge in my sweatpants.
5: Hans, this is not the time. Wait, that bulge, it's amulet shaped. Hans, is that the amulet of rapture that I took from Damien's crypt right before we made out in his casket?
0: I don't know what you mean. It is just shaped like that. Most girls really dig it.
3: It is the amulet. It is. Look, he's lying.
0: Shut your mouth, gravedigger.
5: It is the amulet. Hans, why do you have the amulet? You know it has the power to render all living things undead.
3: He's got sinister intentions. Let's bury him alive. I'll go get me shovel. Keep an eye on him.
5: Horatio, wait. He may have a reason. Why did you take it?
0: Come close, and I will tell you the secret of the amulet.
3: Look out. He wants to hurt you.
0: Wait.
5: Hans, is that a knife in your fanny pack? Hans, no! Tune in next
1: time for more stunning drama in part three of The Gravedigger's Passion, where the boys wrestle around in the mud with their shirts off.
0: You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our consideration series with veteran NPR interviewer and COK contributor Terry Gross. In this installment, Terry sits down with Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, to discuss his new book, Spare, as well as his Netflix documentary with his wife, Meghan. Here is Terry's interview.
7: This is Considerations. I'm Terry Gross. Today, I'm joined by Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, son of King Charles III and Princess Diana, who is fifth in line to the British throne. His wife is American actress Meghan Markle. They have two children, Archie and Lilibet. In January 2020, the couple stepped down as senior members of the royal family and moved to the Duchess's native, Southern California. He and his wife filmed the documentary series, Harry and Meghan, released in 2022. Harry's memoir, Spare, was published by Penguin Random House in 2023, and he joins me now after having sat down for every other major news outlet and reporter first. Prince Harry, welcome to Considerations.
0: Thank you for the opportunity to chat with you, Terry.
7: You've been on something of a media blitz lately, talking to so many people about your new book. Anderson Cooper, Michael Strahan, Stephen Colbert, Oprah, just to name a few. I'm curious why I wasn't one of the first people to talk to you. Do you not think I have the chops to interview you?
0: Oh, not at all. I'm very happy to be here. I've been looking forward to it.
7: I see. Just maybe not as much as you were looking forward to chatting with Anderson Cooper, perhaps. You may not know this, but Anderson Cooper has actually called me for interviewing advice. Colbert,
0: too. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you.
7: I'm not upset! It just seems odd to save our chat for so very late in your press tour.
0: I didn't actually make the schedule, so I can't say why you're later in the order of things. I'm really sorry.
7: If you're just joining us, I'm talking with Prince Harry, who, despite having spoken to literally every other interviewer with a pulse about his new book, Spare, has deigned to take time to give me sloppy twentieths. I was hoping that we might talk about something new that perhaps you hadn't revealed to one of my counterparts, but having read the book, it seems as if you've already spilled all the really juicy tea.
0: I'm still happy to talk about anything. I'm sure there are plenty of your listeners who don't know what's in the book.
7: Oh, please. Everyone already knows about the fight with William, how he broke your necklace, and how he didn't want you to be his best man. And now they know about Megan's struggle with the negative press, and they even know about your frostbitten penis. There's very little left for us to talk about. You could have at least left the bit about the penis for me.
0: I'm an open book. You can ask me anything, Terry.
7: That's the problem. You're too open. There's nothing left for me to ask you. I only wish you had come to see me before Good Morning America. I mean, Michael Strahan is just a gap tooth football player. I'm a real interviewer, Harry. You made a big mistake.
0: I honestly had no idea.
7: If you're just tuning in, I'm doing the polar opposite of an exclusive interview with Prince Harry, who has whored out his story every which way before sitting down with me to discuss his tell-all book spare, the follow-up to his tell-all documentary, and many, many tell-all interviews. Harry, let me ask you, even though you've already answered this a million times, do you foresee a day when you will reconcile with your brother and father? I hope so. I hope so, too. Because until you do, there's really nothing else to talk about. You shot your wad, kid. Good luck having anything to talk about for the rest of your
0: life. Thanks.
7: That was my completely unnecessary and unexclusive interview with Harry, the Duke of Sussex. For more about his book Spare, go to literally any news outlet. For considerations, I'm real interviewer Terry Gross.
0: That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com for more news and stories. You can also follow us on Facebook or on Instagram. You can subscribe to consider our knowledge on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and now on Spotify. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Marianne Wetzel, Natalie Thorpe, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, Spencer Cannon, and Libby Mitchell. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: Because of my long public radio pedigree I was hired as a senior reporter on Consider Our Knowledge <laughs> ah. <laughs> The spit. The spit was accumulating.